Many people I find are trying to attract the perfect partner or trying to make the perfect business, build the perfect business without actually having done this work first. I'm Sonia Morton Firth and you're tuned in to the Sonia Morton Firth Show. Today I talk about how men should treat women with international DJ and best-selling author Mark Wilkinson. You look at any successful relationship, you can watch people do it. You can see the feminine test of masculine all the time. If the masculine can pass the test, then there's harmony. Mark Wilkinson, welcome Hello. back. Thank you, Sonia. Thanks for having me. And you know what? It's been about a year exactly, I think, mm-hmm. roundabout, mm-hmm. a week or so, um, that you were sitting in this very flat yep. on a scorching hot day. I remember it was hot then as well. I think it's the hottest day of the it's year warm today. today as well. Well. I bring the weather with me. I bring the sunshine. You do. I bring you the bring sunshine. the sunshine. Mark, listen, thank you so much for coming back. And I wanted to get you back here because so much has happened mm. with you since we spoke a year ago. Book launch, yes. launching a track yes. and your first live event. Yes. <laughs> so tell me, give me a quick synopsis. Where are you now? Yeah, it's been an amazing 12 months and thanks for having me back. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, Life Remix came out um, just about a year ago, like you said. It's always been my mission. I've had the idea for the book for 10 years prior to last year. Uh, I wanted to use my experiences to help people so they don't have to go through a crisis like I went through. I went through two deep crises of an incurable disease and bankruptcy. Mm. So I don't want people to go through that. So the mission for the book is going, here, look, these are all the ways I've, all the things I've done in order to fix uh, the problems that I went through. And, And it's resonating with people in a really, really big way. And the goal was always the live event. I think that was one thing that I said to you when we met a year ago, um, you know, it's it's one thing talking, and we, you know, we can all talk, uh, and you know, people talk about the law of attraction and 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 writing um, notes and putting it in their wallet, but it's another thing actually taking action, or I think what I said to you, it's walking the walk, yeah. uh, and I really believe that that's that's what you've done, and it's you. you clear evidence of that because we spoke a year ago and you said this is what well, I want to do. Yeah, absolutely. If you want any evidence of the law of attraction, read that. <laughs> read Life Remixed. And then understand and see what I've done in the last 12 months and see what we're going to do in the next five years. You know? So, on that note, have you got another book in you? Oh, yeah. It's, it's already, I'm already 20, well, nearly 20,000 words into my second book. And what's the main theme of the second <laughs> book? Uh, I, do, you want a, do you want a world exclusive of outside? My coaching clients oh. already know. Do you want to know what the title is? Yeah, go on. Love Remix. Love remix. I love that. Love remix. It's about relationships. It's about every single relationship in your life, from the one with yourself, your intimate relationships, and then of course your family and your business and everything else. So this is a this is a topic I really wanted to delve into mm-hmm. because they do say the quality of your life mm-hmm. is reflected by the quality of your, of your relationships. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about your relationships, Mark. I mean, we talked about your life story, mm-hmm. the last interview, and I'd say if anyone hasn't seen that, please yeah. go back and watch it. Because um, we talk in depth about how you went through this yeah. huge um, health. Learning curve. Learning <laughs> and you came through the other end, and now yeah. you're giving back. Um, but what was your what were your experiences in relationships? Yeah, so it wasn't, yeah, exactly right. It wasn't just health that I... And it wasn't just health and money that I'd messed up. It was relationships. It was everything. Um, I didn't have a very good relationship with my mother. Uh, My father uh, had died when I was young. Um, And uh, although, you know, my mum clearly loved me and did everything that she possibly could for me, perhaps I wasn't 
receiving that in a very good way and I wasn't the best son and I've written it all about that in, in detail in the book. Uh, so, but one of the things I realised was, first of all, I had to have a better self-image, right? I had to have a better love and total acceptance of this. Yeah, this is it. I'm just not going to be able to change very much about this. So I might be able to lose a little bit of weight off there or something. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, I'm, uh, uh, I'm not going to be able to change hugely. So it's about accepting the body that I live in and enjoying that. So that was a start point. Uh, and then uh, I just started to get more and more uh, a better and better self-image, right? More comfortable with myself, more loving and accepting of myself. Um, Louise Hay's book, You Can Heal Your Life, was mm. is an incredible book. And uh, she says you've got to, you know, stand in front of the mirror, possibly even naked, but just stand in front of the mirror and be like, well, this is it. You've got to love it and go with it. But I used to do it like um, when I was shaving, you know, I'd be shaving, going, looking in my own eyes, going, Mark, you know, you're a good man, you're doing good things, uh, you know, keep doing this energy, keep doing this energy. And, and my self-image began to change um, and gave me more confidence to go out and recover from the bankruptcy and everything else that I'd been through. Um, but certainly I did the work on myself first. Many people I find are trying to attract the perfect partner or trying to make the perfect business, build the perfect business without actually having done this work first and while I was bankrupt and living in my mum's spare room I was running marathons and I had a bit of time on my hands so I just I just said I've got nothing to lose let's do it so I got into self-love um not in an egotistical way as in aren't I brilliant you know but actually in a just acceptance kind of vibration of of you know I am a good guy you know I've made some mistakes but you know I can I can be better um and I got into all of that and then it just started to develop and develop and develop and since I practice this way I then just started to attract everything and everybody that I needed and it just came to me just you know better relationships came to me um you know I started dating again you know and uh and then I met a, an incredible woman uh Emma and and we've been together for nine years married for four and the point of all of that is that it's not an accident it's not like oh, I'm lucky I, I put myself in the right place and then I just started to attract all the people to me that would help me on my my mission and before before you met Emma, your, your previous relationships, because mm. I think it's, it's really interesting mm. what you said that um, we you, working on yourself, you then attract people. But mm. who were you attracting before then? Yeah, well, I wasn't the best bloke, right? I wasn't the best young man. Um, so I was in nightclubs, I was drinking, I was partying, I was doing everything that goes along with that kind of lifestyle, uh, and I attracted feminine partners that were doing that as well. Um, and we, yeah. If, if you try and base any kind of intimate relationship around, you know, falling into a physical relationship when you're drunk. It's not going to be good. It's not going to, it's not going to go well. It's not going to go well. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I realised that I was making a lot of mistakes. One of the other things as well, actually, is that I also came to a realisation that I needed to fix that relationship with my mother before mm. I could meet a woman and actually be comfortable with her. That's really interesting. Would you say that's mother or father, or yeah. in your case was it? Well, it was mother because father was gone, right? Gone, yeah. But, um, but mum, certainly. And, and she, <laughs> it wasn't her. She was doing everything the best way that she believed to do it, but it was me. Mm. I had to fix my inner self and understand my relationship with her better. How did you do that? I'm really interested in mm. that because a lot of people, I think, focus on, you, you know, well, to do the work is you have to focus on yourself and part of that is as you say it's the relationships you've got that start at a very early age mm -hmm. gratitude <laughs> i mean i was bankrupt uh and i lost everything 
And then if it wasn't for my mum and her spare room in a little house in Hampton Hill, um, I would have been homeless. So she helped you out. She, no matter what I'd done, no matter how bad I'd been and how ridiculous some of the things I'd got up to and traveling the world as an international DJ and doing all this stuff, no matter what I did, and I put her through a lot of pain, I know I did, and I'm not proud of it, I'm just saying, I put her through a lot of pain. At 39 years of age, she said, she actually lent me the money to go bankrupt. I don't know if you know that, but to go bankrupt, you have to pay 500 pounds. But I, you know, I chose to do that because I didn't have, I felt I didn't have any other options. Uh, but I rang my mum up in tears and she said, here's the money, come round tonight, here's the money, come back to the house, just you know, start again. Um, and that, that was the first moment that I felt deep gratitude to her for everything that she'd done for me for the previous 39 years. Wow. Mm. And how long did that gratitude, was it just that moment or no, did you never continue? Okay. It's never ending. Uh, I got her to, I know the power of goal setting, which I've written about extensively mm. in the book. I said to her, mum, what do you want? You know, write down exactly what you want in the rest of your life that you're going to be here on this physical plane with us. Tell me what you want, what you really, really want. And, and she <laughs> said, um, she said, I want to go to Wimbledon and watch the tennis. Uh, I want to go on a uh, ride a camel around the pyramids and I want to go on a safari. I said, okay, leave that to me. And she goes, she goes to Wimbledon every single year now. She got to the women's final and all sorts of stuff. Uh, she uh, rode a camel around the pyramids pre-COVID and we're taking on a safari oh, in the next year or so. So look, but that's, this is me giving back. The same thing. It's like, you know, I just learned gratitude. I knew I had to fix this relationship with my mother to be able to then move forward in a, in a positive way with a, a new feminine partner. So, so how would you recognise um, if you're in the wrong relationship? Um, <laughs> maybe a toxic relationship. Like if I'm thinking about your relationships yeah, in the yeah. past, and let's face yeah. it, we've all been there. Yeah, yeah. I think women, and I'm going to say women because I am a woman. We all we we tend to like to say, um, "Oh, he's a narcissist." Yeah, I mean, like, I'm, I'm just listening to hearing my friends, hearing probably what I've said at yeah. some point. Yeah. Oh, he's a narcissist. It's his fault. Um, he was toxic for mm -hmm. me. Is that all true? No, um, <laughs> no disrespect, ladies. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, look, we've all got a, our own take on it, right? Blame is for the weak, as far as I'm concerned. You know, if you start blaming other people, you're not taking full responsibility for yourself. Now, don't get me wrong, there's people out there with all kinds of mental health issues, and it's quite possible that some people may be in a narcissistic relationship, mm -hmm. and obviously, you know, uh, they have my sympathy, and if they need a coach, they need to reach out to me because mm -hmm. I can help them with that. Um, what I would say is that what we have to understand is the masculine and feminine energy between all of us, right? So the doing is, is the important part of this. You know, it's important to understand that masculine energy is very important, as is the feminine energy. I was brought up by my mum largely. Loads of feminine energy. Thank you, mum, for that. Uh, because now I understand the feminine side of myself and I've had to learn the masculine side of myself because they didn't have that guidance from a father figure. But I've done that. I've reached out. I reached out to Bob Proctor and David Deeder and Tony Robbins and all these amazing coaches and got them to coach me around masculine and feminine energy. And now I understand it in a very good way. My feeling is, is I'm quite a balanced individual. When I need to go into my masculine, I'll be purpose. I'll be decisive. I'll be driven. I'll be goal setting and achieving all of that. And then other moments, I'll slip comfortably into my feminine where I'm just going to be relaxed. I'm going to play some music. You know, I'm going to uh, just enjoy myself in a, in a great way around other people um, and it's important to get both of those energies correct we've all got them within us and there are some basic needs and if I talk to you to the feminine 
part of you. Mm. The feminine side of any one of us needs to be safe, seen and heard. Mm. Would you agree? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely, right. Absolutely, right. Yeah. So how many masculine people watching this, and remember I'm saying, I'm not saying men or women, how many masculine people watching this are making sure the feminine person in their life is feeling safe, seen and heard? Because mm. if you want success in a relationship, you've got to take care of those three things for the feminine, if you're a masculine person. Now, as a woman, what do we have to do for, on the opposite side? Um, there are other requirements. <laughs> there are other requirements, uh, certainly physical from the masculine. The masculine wants the physical physicality. Um, also, um, some praise uh, and some respect, right? However, there's a little caveat to that, which is that the feminine is always testing the masculine. And they're testing them to make sure that they're, you can't deflate them from their purpose. Right, their purpose has got to be, you know, out there, and you've got to believe in that in order that that you believe in the relationship. So you are making sure, that obviously, that they're purpose driven. So you test them just to make sure. Give a little jab, yeah. And the other one is to make sure that they're worthy of your love. And sometimes they don't pass. And no, very often, <laughs> very often, a mediocre man such as I used to be would fail that test often. And therefore, I used to fail all the tests from my feminine partners. Because I was quite in my feminine, I didn't really understand my masculine. So I was in my feminine a lot, and I failed these tests consistently, and then the relationships didn't work. So what could you do? Uh, I could have learned to become a better version of Mark and actually be able to pass all of those tests. Um, there's an amazing book by a guy called David Dido, who I mentioned earlier. He wrote a book called The Way of the Superior Man. And it tends to put off a lot of people because of the title. Mm. It's superior, right? It, 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 what it means is not be, Mark not being a mediocre man, but being a superior version of Mark, right? I've written about it extensively, actually, in my chapter 13 in Life Remixed, all of the ways I've learned to improve myself to be able to attract what it is that I would like into my life. But when I look back at any relationship when I was younger, I failed the test consistently. Um, and, uh, and it was not... Uh, it was not conducive to being successful. And I kept wondering, why? Why is my heart breaking? Why am I breaking her heart? What's going on here? You know, what? I didn't understand. And I did what any sensible person would do. I read books. I read books from sensible people that had studied this stuff. Um, and then I put my own take on it and wrote it in my own book. But the other thing I would say to any masculine partner in any relationship is make sure that you find the feminine person whose test you can pass with ease and you can bring humor you know it's not laughing at the you know it's not like but it's like bring some humor breaking through any feminine you know cycle any kind of problem any you know being able to break through that and bring that humor to the relationship at any moment i think that's really interesting what do you think though these days where um you know men and women's roles have changed mm -hmm. so much mm -hmm. and women have become uh, not only the boss in their own right, but they're also going, obviously going out to work, they're mm -hmm. entrepreneurs, Brilliant. they can be the ambition and ambitious and driven ones. Does that mean that we are just, we're looking then for feminine men? Um, no, in fact, far from it. I would say that uh, the, uh, the feminine women are, are, are going into their masculine in order to accentuate and actually get you know, success for themselves. We need to celebrate those, those people because they're doing an amazing job and they're bringing that great energy. However, I'll give you an example from my own life. So Emma's a very successful businesswoman. 
She, she gets in there, she makes decisions, she does everything she wants to do. Everything is under control in her business world and she's on it, on it, on it, right? And then I walk into the house after a really busy day. I open the door, I walk in. Oh, there's Emma, there's Frankie, the puppy. And she looks at me and she says, Wilkes, she's like, shall I take Frankie for a walk or shall I take him to the pet shop? Right? Now, I know she can answer that question for herself. She's a decisive, she knows what she can do, right? And Emma can be in her masculine and her feminine. But at that moment, she doesn't want to be the decision maker. At that moment, she wants me to care enough to offer a decision, right? If I went, ah, oh, you can do, I'm too busy, see you later, I'm off, you know, I've failed the test immediately. But if I turn around to her, which I did, because I'm, I'm on it, I know what I'm doing here, uh, I turn around and said, why don't you take Frankie for a walk uh, and then take him to the pet shop because he loves the pet shop and then, you know, his energy's, you know, sorted out. And she went, okay, yeah, I'll do that. Now, that's one teeny tiny example of me stepping into my masculine, offering her, her a decision when she doesn't want to make that decision. At work, she can do that, no problem. But in the home, at, in a relationship, in an intimate relationship, you've got to have those roles. And when she asks me something, I've got to offer a decision. Do you ever find those roles creeping that that? So Emma, I'm not, maybe not just Emma, but... Um, you're so, you've been so at it all day in, in work and then you've come home and you bring that attitude to the table. No. So you're like, no, we've got to do this, this, no, this. No, no, This is not about being forceful. It's not about saying it's my way or the highway, we have to do it this way, this is my ego. Not about that at all. It's just offering a, a decision. Do you think that we stay, I mean, I think I know the answer to this, well, I know the answer to this question. Why do people stay in relationships too long? Um, well, the goal here is to find a relationship where you totally accept yourself. He or her, you know, she or he or whatever, they totally accept themselves and then you totally accept each other. That's the goal. The reason that we stay in relationships perhaps for too long, if they're not serving us or uplifting us, um, is a lack of self-love, I would say. Um, you know, if she loves me, then I must be all right. If he loves me, then it must be all right. But most people don't even really know what, what love is. When do you think you find that? I found it through a crisis. <laughs> I found it through a personal crisis, and that's why I share it out to everybody. But, you know, I came up with a definition of love is total acceptance. Um, start with yourself and then give that to other people. And that's, that's really important. And I want to add one other little thing, actually, about the masculine as well. This is really important, and I'm going to share this at our live event when we're talking about relationships. The masculine person will always gravitate towards the feminine person who will assist him in, or him or her in their And it purpose. could be him and him. Sorry, we haven't oh, said course, this. Of course, Because of course. We, we're not just talking about, it could be a, a gay relationship to men, to women. But in, in, uh, in we those would... relationships, you'll often find a more masculine yes, partner and a more feminine yes, partner. Yes, yes. If you've got two masculine people together, there's not an attraction. The polarity is not there. If you've got two very feminine people together, there's not, a, there's not an, a, a polarity, there's not an attraction. So there always needs to be a masculine and a feminine partner for that attraction to work in a relationship. So yes, you're very right, and thank you for that. But as I said, the, the masculine will always work with a feminine person who will help them grow to where they want to get to. So I, I mean, 
I find this fascinating, especially in today's era when there is so much divorce about, yeah, yeah. relationships are changing. Pain, there's a lot of pain, isn't there? Um, we, we, you know, we've gone the days where, where two people tend to stay together for the rest of their lives. I'm, I'm not saying it's wrong or right, but with all that said, relationships, I think, firstly can be absolutely amazing, but it can, they can also be the hardest thing you must, you must have, yes, you must be the right person going into the relationship, you know. So if you've had a string of unsuccessful ones, then you need to review yourself in order mm. to be able to attract someone that's going to, you know, uplift you and move you forward. But in Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, he would say that that is one of the most important things is to have a solid foundation. If you've got a solid foundation, your intimate relationship with someone, you're either living together or you're talking to each other all the time, it brings two people into you know, intimate contact, even just living in the same property. It's so important to get that right. Many people that fail have, I mean, got, it, have got it wrong. We've just talked about intimate relationships and, and I, I know in your event we're going to be talking about the wider Everything. topic of relationships. Let's just get to your event because I'm quite excited. <laughs> this is... Why are you excited? Uh, uh, well, I might be hosting. Hey! But this the is... Host. We're, we're talking about the 7th of May. Yes. We're, we're going to be talking about relationships. We are. So we're going to be talking about what other... Um, th what can people expect from that day? What I would like from people... I mean, we've got three sessions. So the first session, uh, the... 11 a.m. onwards is uh, relationships. And that's about making sure that you've got a great relationship with yourself and then with everyone else around you. Um, that When you're in harmony with everyone around you, you will succeed. But if you haven't got that right and the harmony isn't there, or there's any little backbiting or you know, too much of it, you know, I said about the testing and the celebration, find you know, someone that you can pass their tests and you will have you know, a solid foundation. You look at any successful relationship, you can watch people do it. They can see the feminine test, the masculine, all the time. If the masculine can pass the test, then there's harmony. If you have harmony in every single relationship in your life, you will start to be able to build up from there. So we're going to get that right first. Okay. So that's the first session. And then after lunch, we're going to do about the power of decisions and decisiveness because the masculine energy is decisiveness and decisions. But you've got that, I've got that, we've all got that, everyone's got that. So we need to make sure that we make good decisions because there's lots of people out there that are perhaps procrastinating for way too long before they actually do something. Um, and then the last session of the day is all going to be about money, property, crowdfunding, investments, um, and getting people to uh, understand that money is just an energy and we get it by putting out good energy. That's how it comes back to us. Wow, this is really exciting. We're going to put the link into the event in mm -hmm. the show notes below. Um, finally, Mark, and I can't believe we've run out of time, just as well we've got a whole day in the next <laughs> couple of weeks. Um, you've made such a lot of changes in the in a year mm. since I've spoke to you. What do you really want to leave behind now? Um, well, I've got another 40 or 50 years of this, I think. Um, yeah, and okay. so uh, the second book, uh, it will be on its way. The third and fourth books are lined up in my mind. I've done the book covers, so they're there. They're on my vision board. I'm looking at those. Um, I will continue to do this. You may, you know, people watching may have noticed uh, recently that Bob Proctor mm. passed away. He's one of my big mentors. Uh, I did a very uh, emotional uh, tribute to him on the morning after I found out that he had passed. Uh, I did that on my YouTube channel. Um, I went through the five stages of grief very quickly inside about 18 hours. I just got to total acceptance as quickly as I could. Uh, but it was a very emotional moment. Um, but it was, <laughs> the universe is perfect, right? And everything works out. So he died, he passed, and we wish him well. Um, 
two weeks later, I'm on stage doing Life Remix Live on February the 26th. You were there. It was such a special day. The energy was just beautiful. I'm getting goosebumps yes. even thinking about it. It was amazing. And we're going to do it again on May the 7th. And uh, you're going to bring your incredible energy to the stage. Uh, it's going to be a very, very special thing. Um, and, uh, you know, we've got goals here. You know, we want to take this up. I would like to create something in the UK that is uh, alongside what Bob Proctor has done in the world, you know, in North America and stuff like that, what Tony Robin, Robbins does. You know, that kind of vibe, because I believe in helping as many people as possible. I know you do as well. I love that. I think that's a great note to end. Thank you. Mark, I'm looking forward to the event. Me it's too. great to have you back. And yeah, thank you very much. Onwards and upwards. Hope you enjoyed the show. Remember, there's a new interview out every Monday. So hit subscribe and like, and you'll get it straight into your inbox.